Well, somebody gets to praise God today. <laughs> somebody got it. Somebody got it. Amen. Praise God. Oh, good to see you. Like the smiling faces. <laughs> oh, I was glad when they said unto me, let me go to the bar. Let me go to the gym. Let me go to the restaurant that has that special deal. No, I was glad when they said it to me, let me go to the house of? Oh, that's almost good, not quite. That's on about a 7.5 on a 10-point scale. I was glad when they said it to me, let me go to the house of the? 11.6, okay. <laughs> Praise God. Y'all didn't know we had that scale up there on the wall. You know, Brad just puts it up there every now and then yeah. for me. So uh, anyway, we check it from there. God bless. Oh, what a time we live in. What an opportunity that we all have in these days to keep from cussing, number one. <laughs> number two, don't slap your head real hard. Go, I can't believe that. Number three, know that Jesus Christ is on the throne of your heart and that no matter what comes your way, he has already taken care of it. All you need to do is thank him and praise him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's take a praise break right now. <laughs> uh, oh, hallelujah. Well, we only have two more Wednesdays left on the covenant. So we'll be wrapping it up this week. And then the next week we have a question and answer. So uh, Brad and Kelly are going to... Get all the questions all answered. The questions. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Next Sunday, and, and Pastor Kelly will tell you more about this in a few minutes, but we're going to have a meal after service. Next Sunday is Palm Sunday. Amen. Okay. Some people think that the book of Palms is in the Bible. That's the <laughs> Psalms. Okay. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's Psalm Sunday. <laughs> uh, it's Palm Sunday, and we're going to have a a great time there. Uh, have this uh, special wired up pastor, preacher, uh, teacher, pro prophet coming in. He's here all the time. We just kind of keep him under wraps about half the time. Sitting on the front row over here to my left. That'd be your right. He's got a special sermon ready for you Sunday morning. And then afterwards, we're going to have a meal, a family meal. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So you want to be here for that. And he'll tell you more about signing up for that to make sure we've got enough chicken. And uh, we'll take it from there. But the thing about it is, too, we want this just to be family, but that means families can grow and have new members to the family. You know, I've got a great uh, grandson who's four months old. Five months old almost. So he's a new addition to the family. Yeah. And guess what? We love him. We show him more affection than all the rest of the family put together. 
but Kelly give you directions on that a little bit, some instructions about next week uh, a little bit later. And then after uh, we eat, we're going to have a, a little fun with some Q&A, some Bible questions and answers. So he'll also uh, check with you today before you leave about how you can write a question that may be one of those that gets answered. So uh, I have the last opportunity to overthrow any questions that are out of line. <laughs> but uh, uh, I practiced up on the JWs a couple of weeks ago, so uh, got the question <laughs> Q&A down for it. So praise God for that. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this time together. We thank you, as it's already been said, this is the day that you've made. We will rejoice. We will be glad in it. We, will, we know right now this is something special for each person here. And Father, I know that even as I've asked you to make sure that your presence is made known to each person, I know that that's your heart's desire that your presence, it already has been made known, but it will be made known even more before we leave it today, that you're here to teach us, to guide us, to lead us, to love on us, to give us revelation from your word, to do all the things and all the desires of your heart. And we're here to lift up the name of Jesus and to glorify our Father who is in heaven. And Holy Spirit, thank you for helping us do that to the fullness that it can be received. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Praise God. To whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? You know, uh, I was just thinking about that particular phrase. Uh, A couple of weeks ago, we did the uh, healing. uh, Is healing for today. Part two. And we studied a little bit in Isaiah 52 and mostly out of Isaiah 53. And Isaiah 53, 1 says, to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? And I think that's so important. I don't know if you've ever heard a message on this before. Uh, I don't know that I've ever heard one on it before. Uh, maybe you have. Maybe you've heard, been, been, been like, you know, Byron been around a few years. He's probably heard it 10 times, but that's okay. Well, <laughs> aren't you glad he lets me pick on him? See, he has someone sitting right next to him that won't let him get up and throw anything at me. (laughs) Now, maybe you have heard somebody, but I don't think really that we've heard a message on this. And the best teacher is the Holy Spirit, and we're going to use the Word today. And uh, it'd be really good for you to write down the verses so that you can study these later on, because we're not going to spend a lot of time on each individual verse um, but what does it mean? What, what, what is this, the arm of the Lord? Um, is it just found a few times in Scripture or maybe maybe lots more? Well, let's dig into it and find out, praise God. Isaiah 52, 9, and we read this when we did that healing uh, topic. Burst into songs of joy together. You ruins of Jerusalem. See, it doesn't make any difference what time it is. It doesn't make any difference what's going on. Burst into songs of joy together. Lift each other up together. Songs of joy. 
Not madness, gladness, madness, and all that other stuff. Got it mixed up there a little bit, didn't I? Yeah, I can't get gladness out of my heart today. Amen. Yeah. Had to work that a little bit to get there. <laughs> uh, for the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord will lay bare his holy arm in the sight of all nations and all the ends of the earth will see the salvation of our God. There's a couple of important things there. Isaiah 53, one, as I've already said, says, Who has believed our message? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? So we are seeing this in Scripture, and we're going to see it a lot of other places today. I only used a few of them. Uh, it's obviously in the uh, Old Testament about, I think, about 70 times. So that's quite a few times. And what, what is God doing to use that phrase, and what can it be tied with? Those are a couple of questions that we need to ask ourselves uh, and let the Holy Spirit show us as we're getting through it. Okay, I'll take you through some scriptures, and I'll give you a little bit of a setup before I read this scripture. Okay, we're going to go to Exodus 6.6. 6. That's not 666, by the way, for those of you that are always looking for numbers. Exodus 6.6. It's the promise of deliverance. Therefore, say to the Israelites, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. This is God speaking to Moses. I will free you from being slaves to them, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with mighty acts of judgment. It's interesting to me that part of his deliverance is judging the enemies. Verse 7, I will take you as my own people, and I will be your God then you will know that I am the Lord your God, or I am Yahweh your God, as you, as my own people. Let me try that one again. I will take you as my own people, and I will be your God. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God, who brought you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. <laughs> and I will bring you to the land I swore with uplifted hand to give to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. I will give you as a possession, I am the Lord. Who owns all the land? Mm -hmm, yeah, we get the lease. And Adam tried to give it over to the devil, but Jesus has taken care of that situation. Well, later on, we hear Moses grumbling to the Lord about the people. You might say that he was grumbling about their grumbling. <laughs> uh, and this is a little bit about the quail story. You know, they were, I'm tired of this quail. You know, I want some chicken. I want some this and I want some of that. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Tired of manna. Because that's right. I'm tired of manna. I want some quail. We want some quail. We don't want any manna today. You know, manna had all the nutrition in it that you ever needed. Yeah. Or like Keith Green used to sing about the um, banana bread and bananas, manna souffle and all the different kinds of ways you could fix manna. 
Numbers 11.10. Moses heard the people of every family, every family, every family wailing at the entrance to their tents. The Lord became exceedingly angry. Oh my gosh. And Moses was troubled. He's the one that had revelation of who God was. He asked the Lord, Who have you brought me this trouble on your servant? What have I done to displease you that you put the burden of all these people on me? I don't know a single pastor had said that same thing at one time or the other. Verse 12, did I conceive all these people? They just don't have as pretty looking people as y'all are. Okay? Did I conceive all these people? Did I give them birth? Why do you tell me to carry them in my arms as a nurse carries an infant to the land you promised an oath to their ancestors? Man, I mean, Moses is just letting it all rip, isn't he? Verse 13, where can I get meat for all these people? They keep wailing to me. Give us meat to eat. I cannot carry all these people by myself. The burden is too heavy for me. If this is how you are going to treat me, please go ahead and kill me. If I have found favor in your eyes and do not let my do not let me face my own ruin. And then he keeps on, he keeps on, he keeps on. The Lord's going, oh my gosh, Moses, I gotta help you there, son. And then uh, we read in the same chapter, verse 23, the Lord answered Moses, is the Lord's arm too short? Now, will you see whether or not what I say will come true for you? In other words, cool it, boy. I, I got this. Just kind of wait for it. Don't you think that my arm is long enough? To reach out and bring about what I said I would do. Moses goes, all right, all right, all right. <clears throat> sorry, Lord. So here again, we see the arm of the Lord being discussed. We read in Deuteronomy chapter four, who the Lord is. Ask now about the former days, long before your time, from the day God created human beings on the earth, ask from one end of heavens to the other, has anything so great as this ever happened? Or has anything like it ever been heard of? Has any other people heard the voice of God speaking out of fire as you have and lived? It's a pretty good question. Has any God ever tried to take for himself one nation out of another nation by testings, by signs and wonders, by war, by a mighty hand, and, and an outstretched arm? Or by great and awesome deeds, like all the things the Lord your God did for you in Egypt before your very eyes? See, we only have two things in life. We have uh, reflection on what's happened, and we have anticipation of what hasn't happened. And so a lot of times by bringing reflection of the past into everybody's remembrance, then we can build anticipation for the future. The song we do, Do It Again, I love that song. I just love it. It's one song I just never get tired of hearing too much. Do it again. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could sing. I'd just get up here and sing it. Anyway, <laughs> I'm not going to put that on you, okay? 
Uh, and then a little bit later in Deuteronomy uh, chapter 5, he's preparing to dispatch the Ten Commandments. Remember that you are slaves in Egypt and that the Lord your God brought you out of there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God has commanded you to observe the Sabbath day. He used hand along with the arm. Notice how many times it talks about the outstretched or the length of his arm. Any ideas yet? Anybody starting to get anything yet? Well, let's see what connects to the significance of the arm of the Lord and it being revealed as we continue. How about driving out the nations? Now, he had to take over other people's lands. We just read where God used wars to get his will done. Now that can be taken off by a lot of people in a lot of different ways. That was what he had to do to get a people. And what we read in the Old Testament quite often is that God had to do certain things to be able to get Jesus to the earth. And one of those, Cam, you were talking a while ago about one of the questions somebody had. Um, that's one of the things that people don't understand is God did whatever he had to do to get Jesus here. And he didn't kill anybody. He just sent them into eternity a little sooner than they were expecting. And these were people that didn't want to have anything to do with Yahweh. You know, this is this earth. You have an opportunity to make a choice, an eternal choice. And you can either choose life, which is choosing Jesus and putting your total trust in him, or you can reject life, choosing uh, cursing or death, and live without the presence of God forever and ever and ever and ever. So you can choose bliss or you can choose judgment because without Jesus, there's no way to get to heaven, period. Yeah. He is the only one who could, the only one who would, and the only one who did pay for the penalty of our sins. Okay, driving out the nations, <clears throat> Deuteronomy 7.17, you may say to yourselves, these nations are stronger than we are. How can we drive them out? But you do not need to be afraid of them. Remember well what the Lord your God did to Pharaoh and to all Egypt. In other words, he took down the biggest kingdom. That, that was, you saw with your own eyes the great trials, the signs and wonders, the mighty hand and outstretched arm with which the Lord your God brought you out. The Lord your God will do the same to all the peoples who you now fear. Moreover, the Lord your God will send the hornet among them until even the survivors who hide from you have perished. He'll even go to the little intricacies to be able to get his work completely and finally done. Verse 21, do not be terrified by them for the Lord your God who is among you is a great and awesome God. 
The Lord your God will drive out those nations before you little by little. You will not be allowed to eliminate them all at once or the wild animals will multiply around you. In other words, there'll be so many corpses, you won't be able to contain them all. Ooh, <laughs> that's pretty big. But the Lord your God will deliver them over to you, throwing them into great confusion until they are destroyed. Can't fight against the Lord. How come that little bitty tiny of country we call Israel just continues to have prosperity and success and uh, all kinds of favor upon it through all kinds of adversity that we don't even understand? Oh, my goodness. The teachers there in some of their schools carry ARs to classes. I've seen videos of them going from class to class with an AR strapped on them. A teacher. Now, that's a little different than what you and I grew up in, right. <laughs> singing Home on the Range or whatever your favorite song was. But guess what? They stand strong, and they stand for continued growth, and they look toward the future because they know Yahweh. Think what happens when they all get saved. Know Jesus. Praise God. Then we, we read more, further in Deuteronomy in chapter 11, love and obey. Okay? Boy, a lot of people like that loving, but they don't like that obeying. I think I need to say that one again. A lot of people like that loving, but they don't like that obeying. Deuteronomy 11.1, 1. love the Lord your God and keep his requirements, his decrees, his laws, and his commands some of the time. All of the time, always. Remember today that your children were not the ones who saw and experienced the discipline of the Lord your God, his majesty, his mighty hand, his outstretched arm, the signs he performed and the things he did in the heart of Egypt, both to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and to his whole country. What he did to the Egyptian army, to its horses and chariots, Horse and rider thrown into the sea. How he overwhelmed them with the waters of the Red Sea as they were pursuing you and how the Lord brought lasting ruin on them. See, it's the responsibility of this generation to teach the next generation, 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 to... Etc., etc., etc. How many of y'all ever seen The King and I? Okay. Two people? Come on, is that all? Three. Four. Four people in here have seen The King and I. It's been made a couple of times. But etc., etc., etc. If you haven't seen the movie, you don't get the full gist of that. Okay, moving right along. Then there's a, a clip here a little bit later on in Deuteronomy about first fruits and tithing. And uh, Pastor Kelly's going to preach on this one of these days, I'm sure. Deuteronomy 6 8. So the Lord br brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, with great terror and with signs and wonders. Is the arm of the Lord being revealed to you? Then he gets into teaching about first fruits, tithing, etc. 
I didn't put condemnation on anybody because you didn't give the last 100000 out of your last million. Okay. But you better. Remember, we're talking about love and obey. <laughs> Praise God. Okay. You getting a little bit? Amen. Thinking a little bit? Amen. Getting the stirring going? Amen. Do you hear the Holy Ghost talking? Second Kings 17.35 When the Lord made a covenant with the Israelites, he commanded them, Do not worship any other gods or bow down to them, serve them, or sacrifice to them. We know at least uh, that uh, the Hebrew children knew this. But the Lord who brought you out of Egypt with mighty power and outstretched arm it's the one you must worship. To him you shall bow down, and to him offer sacrifices. You must always be careful to keep the decrees and regulations, the laws and commands he wrote for you. Do not worship other gods. Do not forget the covenant I have made with you. And do not worship other gods. Rather, worship the Lord your God. It is he who will deliver you from the hand of all your enemies." Now, this translates right into the New Testament. This is almost word for word that you can take in the New Testament today. We have a covenant with, with Jesus, or Jesus has a covenant with the Father, and we have a covenant because we're in Jesus, in Christ. We have all the benefits of the covenant. It's an everlasting covenant because Jesus and the Father will not break it, cannot break it. They're not a man that they should lie. So we have the benefits of it that we serve no other God. We don't serve the God of baseball, football, basketball, cars, and diamond rings, and millions of money. It's okay to have a lot of those things. It's okay to watch baseball, watch football, basketball, yep. soccer. What's that game they play in England? They're playing now with the bat. Cricket. 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 Don't worship cricket. Don't worship crickets. And we say, well, that's obvious. Is it? Hmm. There's some things that probably have settled in our heart that we need to expunge. If you don't think that that's not a truthful statement, then try to do without some of those things. Well, that's not fair. Okay, that uh, TV set, that computer. Oh, I could really get deep, deep into it, couldn't I? <laughs> uh, worship God. He alone is worthy. He's the one that set us free. He is the one that gives us hope. He is the one that'll be with us and... He said he would defeat all of our enemies. Poor old devil. He can't do anything to you. Just use the name of Jesus and he has to scat. But be sure that you submit to the Lord. Then resist the devil and he will flee. Don't try to do it in your own power. Amen. Okay, moving right along. Isaiah 30, 30. Lock and load. 
The Lord will cause people to hear his majestic voice and will make them see his arm coming down with raging anger and consuming fire, with cloudbursts, thunderstorm, and hail. This is the God who gets a little upset about some of the things that other people do. And he doesn't mind showing it. Verse 31, the voice of the Lord will shatter Assyria. With his rod, he will strike them down. Every stroke the Lord lays on them with his punishing club will be to the music of timbrels and harps as he fights them in battle with blows of his arm. That's all figurative, but at the same time, it's definitely true. So God is expressing the blows of his arm as the way that he fights in battle. Some of that is angels. Some of that's just confusing the enemy so they don't, what's going on here? What's going on? Ever been in a real emergency situation where people don't know what to do? It's calmness that brings them together. Sometimes more people are hurt scurrying from the problem than the problem would have caused. Yeah. Isaiah 40, verse 9. You who bring good news to Zion, go up on the high mountain. You who bring good news to Jerusalem, lift up your voice with a shout. Lift it up. Do not be afraid. Say to the towns of Judah, here is your God. See the sovereign Lord comes with power and his arm rules for him. See his reward is with him and his recompense accompanies him. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. God loves kiddos. Mm -hmm. yep. He loves them in the womb. Yep. He loves them all the time. Mm -hmm. Verse 48, 14, Isaiah. Come together, all of you, and listen. Which of the idols has foretold these things? <laughs> you know, it, it says in King James it calls the idols dumb because it's using the expression that they can't talk. If you can't talk, you know, it's dumb. That's what we used to call it. Mm -hmm. yep. But they're dumb. <laughs> they're stupid. <laughs> they can't do anything. That idol can't do anything. All it can do is take your distraction away from the true God. And whether that idol is, is an actual idol or whether it's something else that consumes your time or whether it's something like um, the, the, the busyness of this world. That, the Bible talks about that. Mm -hmm. The cares of this world. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to get that. I got to go to the laundry. I got to do. I got to buy that. I get it. We're out of bread and we're out of milk and we're. Uh, we got to get that done. And oh yeah, we got to go over there and I got to mail this letter. And, and last time I mailed it, put it in the, in the box and the and the uh, the postman forgot it or dropped it or lost it or something. I'm going to go to the post office this time. Put it right in there. Might even put a tracking number on it. And I've got, I've got. Oh yeah, I was going to get that shirt for that special occasion coming up. I got to get that done. Then I've got to get it. You know, washed and ironed and everything and ready for. And I've only got another 10 weeks to, to do that. And, and, I, uh, and the kids, oh my gosh, the kids. And don't forget this one. And the husband. 
<laughs> so sometimes the cares of this world take your attention. They will try. They will try very difficult things to get rid of until you get cleansed. Amen. Praise God. Um, Isaiah 48, 14. Come together, all of you. Listen. When God says that, that is a good thing. Now, you may be corrected. You may be admonished. But that's a good thing, too. You need that. I need that. God will correct us in a loving, caring way. We don't need to be afraid of him. We need to say, thank you, sir. Thank you, my father. I needed that. The display of how our earthly fathers sometimes dictate what we think of a heavenly father. But what we need to do is just remember the good things that our earthly father did. And sometimes that's real easy. Sometimes it's difficult, difficult. But don't let your earthly father dictate what you think about your heavenly father. Okay? Just good advice. Come together, all of you, and listen. Which of the idols has foretold these things? The Lord's chosen ally will carry out his purpose against Babylon. See, he's knocking down the big boys, you know? Egypt, Babylon, Medo-Persia, Assyria. His arm will be against the Babylonians. Or you could say the Babylonians after God gets through with them. <laughs> when he gets through with them. And I guarantee you their diapers will be full. <laughs> oh, Brother Dan, I can't believe you said that. Yeah, I did. <laughs> that gives you a perfect picture. See what connects the arm of the Lord and is being revealed. The word in Hebrew is Zoroah, Zoroah, okay? It is translated other things other than arm. It alludes to and is translated mighty, power, shoulder, strength. So this is a strong word. And it's, it's only owned by Yahweh. Nobody else owns it. Okay, you're starting to see some things here? What else are you seeing? Connected with his will to bring about his purpose on earth? I love to see so many places it talks about salvation and deliverance. Okay? His mighty arm brings salvation to those who will accept him. And it brings deliverance to those who have been accepted and need to be set free. Because there are a lot of Christians today that need deliverance. There are a lot of people who really love God but need deliverance. Some of you are reading the book, The Awe of God. There's a story in there that just 
totally captivates your heart. And uh, John Bevere, who wrote the book, uh, has put it in another book of his. But it talked, and he didn't mention any names or anything. But he talks about a person who was at one time possibly the most noted Christian in modern day times, anywhere. And about how he fell into deceit and bondage of all kinds. And he asked to see John when he read one of his books in prison. And John went to him, spent an hour and a half with him. And he asked him some questions. He asked this man some questions. And he said, when did you realize that you had fallen away from loving Jesus? Something to that effect. And the answer was, Brother John, I've always loved Jesus. Always have I loved Jesus. Some people would go, huh? But the truth of it was, he continued in saying, I just stopped fearing God. I no longer feared God. I've always loved him. I always continued loving him. But I didn't fear him. And he just did what he wanted to do. That's what he did. You see, that guy, of course, had a lot bigger target on his back than what you and I do from the enemy. And he fell into, you know, misappropriation of funding and all kinds of things. But the, here, here's the case. Don't ever think that can't happen to you. If you stop fearing God, the same thing can happen to any one of us. We, we love Jesus, and there are a lot of people, a lot of people that love Jesus that are caught in false doctrine, that are caught in all kinds of idolatry, that are caught in lasciviousness and uh, words that uh, we don't even use anymore because we're afraid to use them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Words that the world would say, oh, that's just old fogey. That's just old stuff. That's just religious jargon. Honey, it's freedom. When you see that sin is sin, then you can be set apart from it. But until you are willing to admit that sin is sin, it will hold you, it will grip you, and it will not let you go, YouTube. It will not let you go. And it will take you down, 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 down. What do you think's happened to all these ministries in the last several years? Well-known national ministries that have fallen from grace because they thought that it was okay to give a person a beer to have them come to church. Well, you know, here's, here's a little, here, have a beer. We, come on. I'll get you another one if you'll come. Huh? And then go chase jiggers at the bar with your new well-known conversion person and try to pull him down with you. Folks, sin is sin. The arm of the Lord will release you from it. It takes the arm of Jesus Christ, mighty in power, to bring deliverance to the captives. There are people that are held captive right now 
because of their own selfishness. There are people that are held captive right now because they're afraid to speak out and say something about truth. There are people that are held captive. Some of those are in the progressive Christian movement. I know that a lot of those people really love Jesus, but they've let false doctrine rule their lives and it's trying to take them to hell. They take the Bible and they twist it and they slice it and dice it to suit their own pleasures. And some of them are very intelligent people. Have you ever heard of an intelligent person that has no sense? <laughs> they may be eloquent in the way they speak. They may have master's degrees in theology or doctorate degrees in theology. But you need to watch out what they're saying. Does it line up with the word of God? And if it does, praise God. And if it doesn't, watch it. And I'm not talking about little bitty petty doctrine. I'm talking about things like the cross. Praise God for the cross. Praise God for the cross. Isaiah 53. To whom will the arm of the Lord be revealed? And what does it talk about later? He was pierced for my transgressions, crushed for my iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was upon him, and by his stripes I was healed. He shall carry the sins of the burden and have them destroyed. He will do everything necessary that you and I could never, ever, ever do. For those that look at him and want to see the arm of the Lord to be revealed. I believe the same God who spoke those 600 years ago, excuse me, 2,600 years ago, I believe that he would say the same thing to us today. Look at me. Obey me. Want to see my arm revealed? I will reveal it. I will quench all of your enemy's attempts. He's bigger than the little ones, he's bigger than the great ones. When your pocketbook says you don't have enough money, when your car says it's not going to run, when your wife says, uh, or your husband says, or your parents, or your children, uh, it doesn't make any difference because God's bigger than that. Praise God. Hallelujah. <sighs> he comes against sin with the power of his arm, and it's an outstretched arm that works with his hand to swap away all the sins that we've ever committed, to forget them because they've been thrown into the sea of forgetfulness. My God said that. My God who I worship, who I serve, I tell you this day, for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, praise God. Make no mistake about it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, praise God. He said he'd carry the infant. I tell you what, he'll carry, the, he'll carry Chris. <laughs> he'll carry Terry. He'll, he'll carry some of the big guys. Okay, no problem with him. He'll carry all of us. Ah, I love it. I love that I have a tire to run to in time of trouble. His name is Jesus Christ. He is not moved by what I've done, what I've said, what I look like, or what I... He's moved because I ask him in his name, and he said, if I don't have it, I'll make it for you. Mm -hmm. That's what the Greek says. Ah, that's my Jesus. That's my God. My Lord, my Savior, my Redeemer, the first, the last, the Alpha, the Omega. That's my Jesus. And don't you come against him either. I'll be like Cammie. 
Huh, Jesus, I'm going to take care of that. I'm going to fight for him. Mm-hmm. You better fight for him. Yeah. Maybe not in quite that kind of a... <laughs> I'm going to poke your eyes out if you say that again. I think she would do. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is, he is our God. How close are we with him? Do we know him? Do we have confidence in him? See, I don't have such great faith in God. I tell you what I've got. I've got faith in a great God. It's on him. The one to manifest that arm is him, not me. I just believe him for it. And I listen to him and I do what he says to do. And I'll see whatever I need to see. In the meantime, who do you know? Somebody... I saw a deal on YouTube the other day. They filmed the person on the street and they're talking to him about Jesus. And this guy is telling somebody else, don't listen to any word they say. And pretty soon that person, several, uh, I don't know, probably 15, 20 minutes later, they're asking Jesus to be their savior. See, the ones that are saying that, I know. I know a guy used to be like that. Oh, you don't put up with all that stuff. That's just okay. It's, you know, no, it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. That's an earmarking of a good Christian in the making. <laughs> oh, praise God. Where was I? I just, anyway. Something else I thought was kind of interesting uh, in uh, Isaiah... 51, um, there's some good scripture. And you might say, well, Isaiah 51 is right before Isaiah 52, which is right before Isaiah 53. That would be correct. But I'd rather say it rolls into 52 and 52 rolls into 53 because in the original, it was just all one text. There wasn't any divisions there. So this is part of the same story as Isaiah 53. It's Isaiah 51.9. Awake, awake, arm of the Lord. Clothe yourself with strength. Awake as in the days gone by as in the generations of old. Was it not you who cut Rahab to pieces who pierced that monster through? Was it not you who dried up the sea the waters of the great deep, who made a road in the depths of the sea so that it redeemed, that the redeemed might cross over. That's just hilarious. God made roads in the depth of the sea when the horse and rider thrown into the sea. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, pour out the asphalt, angels. The Lord said... <laughs> You guys hold the water back and you guys get the asphalt pleasure. We're going to let those guys come across. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. Verse 11. Those who the Lord has rescued will return. They will enter Zion with singing. Everlasting joy, everlasting joy, everlasting joy will crown their heads. Gladness and joy will overtake them. <laughs> come on, gladness. Come on, joy. Let's go. And sorrow and sighing will flee away. I, even I, am he who confronts you. Who are you that you fear mere mortals? Human beings who are but 
grass. I won't say that expression I used to think about when I was in school, talking about humans and grass, but anyway. Come on, I know somebody knows what it was. Today, today, we're rehearsing the things of the old, the things that God has done before in ages past. Is God a respecter of persons? All who shall call upon the name of the Lord will be saved, Romans 10 says. I want to close this with a scripture reading out of Psalms, out of Psalms. You see what connects the significance of the arm of the Lord now? And it is being revealed today. Today. God's wanting to do some things today in your life, my life, this church's life, Oklahoma City, the U.S. of A., across the world. Psalms 98. Psalms 98. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made his salvation known and revealed his righteousness to the nations. He has remembered his love and his faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. All the ends of the earth have seen salvation of our God. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Burst into jubilant song with music. Make music to the Lord with the harp and the harp and the sound of singing. With trumpets and the blast of the ram's horn. Shout for the joy of the Lord, the King. Get the shofars out. Uh-huh, come on. Kelly, did you ever play trombone? Nope. Okay, well, you might have to learn it. <laughs> Verse 7, let the sea respond and everything in it. Man, can you imagine all the fish shouting? Let the sea resound and everything in it, the world and all who live in it, all who live in it, all who live in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. That's not the trombone. Let the mountains sing together for joy. Let them sing before the Lord. For he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and all the peoples with equity. Today, today, God's on the throne and God's at work. And I think he's probably doing some push-ups, getting that arm ready. <laughs> Amen. Getting that arm ready to make manifest his judgment which separates the sheep from the goats, okay? And guess what? We have days 
of joy, days of the glory of God right before us. My question to us is, will, will we reach out with our arm and say, Jesus, bring it on in. Bring it on in my heart first. Bring it into tomorrow, today. Bring it into the Oklahoma City and surrounding areas. Bring it in, bring it in, bring it in. God wants to save by many, by few. He's willing to show the mighty acts of his arm in full visual context right now. Make no bones about it. And if we just go walking along singing a song day by day, we ain't going to see it. What we need to do is to be able to get on our knees and say, Lord, change me, change my heart until I connect with you to the fullest that I need to be. Lord, come on us and do great and mighty wonderful things for others. Deliver by your mighty hand, save by your mighty arm. That's what God's looking at. And every one of us has the opportunity to jump on the bandwagon of Yahweh and go riding with him and to see those wonderful things done. To bring about not the wisdom of man's words, but the enticing words and demonstration of the Spirit of God with power. Do you know when you share the gospel with somebody, there's an anointing upon you by the power of God to be able to bring conviction into their life, to be able to give you the words that you need to be able to say? Okay, you don't have to know the Bible forwards, backwards, inside out. You need to know that Jesus wants to make every person a new creation. We know that in the garden, man blew it. We know that Jesus died on the cross and paid the penalty. And we know today that we must receive him and trust him. And those are three easy steps that you can share with anybody. And they work. Man needs to know what happened on this earth. Man needs to know that Adam blew it. Man needs to know that Jesus reversed everything, that death had a date that died. <laughs> I love death died. Yeah. And that today we have the beautiful privilege and opportunity of being one with Jesus to a greater me measure than we've ever had before. If you're not growing, get on it. Get on it now. Yeah. When you're green, you're growing. When you're ripe, you're dead. Yeah. Now grow with the Lord. Increase. Mm -hmm. Let Him lead you and guide you. Let Him show you revelation on His Word. Yeah. How do you expect to get revelation if you don't read the Word? Yeah. And the author of it will talk to you. Yeah. He's got his signature on it, HS. Holy Spirit. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you this morning, God, to impregnate us with your word for today. Impregnate us with who shall see the arm of the Lord revealed. Impregnate us with thoughts, ideas, and focus upon you. Let the joy of the Lord ripple through our hearts and minds and let it become forth from our very tongue 
and let that joy fall on others in conviction and in truth and in power and in understanding. Let us lose all the inhibitions that we've had and that the, the, the worldly thought of, well, you know, maybe if I don't tell them that, then somebody else will. But let us learn to be chargers on the front row. That let we be out there that are talking to people in the highways and the byways. And that the mouths of the enemy shall be shut as we enter the presence of people with the good news of Jesus Christ. Lord, thank you for saving me. Thank you that each one of us understand what that means. Thank you that we have enough remembrance of the previous life, just enough to remember how destitute we were when we came to you originally and how much we needed you and how you've been faithful. You've been faithful, you've been true. Even when we're not your faithful, you've established a covenant for us to walk in and you've declared, I will be your God. You will be my people. And Lord, we receive that with significance today. And we thank you for it in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. amen. Praise God. Pastor Kelly. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's give the Lord a clap offering for the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. His arm is being revealed, isn't it? Hallelujah. In our own lives, the lives of those around us, families, businesses, or cities. Hallelujah. See it happen. See it happen. See it happen. Hallelujah. Get your eyes to focus upon the things of God and what he's doing. Amen. Hallelujah. I could preach on this one too. So uh, he's already done the preaching. So hallelujah. <laughs> he was sharing one of the scriptures and I was like, oh, that's a song. <laughs> Oh, that one's a song. <laughs> I was reminded of one. Therefore the redeemed of the Lord shall return. Come with singing unto Zion. And everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. <laughs> Maybe you remember that. Maybe you don't. <laughs> I was just singing over there. <laughs> okay, need a trombone. Okay. <laughs> uh, this Sunday we do this once a month. Everyone say once a month. And we do a mission spotlight, okay? And so uh, today is no different. This is the Sunday we focus upon a, a spotlight of one of the, the uh, ministries that we uh, uh, give to and, and help out. And this uh, month is going to be Kenya. Everyone say Kenya. Kenya. And when I was in sixth grade, my teacher taught us about Kenya. And one of the things I found out about Kenya is they have a a call or a certain word that they all gather around, and it's harambe. And, and it means we all shall gather together and get this all accomplished. Hallelujah. And uh, so in, in my preparation time, uh, Kenya is a little smaller than Texas in size, and about 55 million people live there. And uh, eight, the last thing I saw that approximately 85% of the population are Christian. That's a whole lot more than in America now. Yeah. And they just um, uh, elected a new president and his, uh, his name is William Ruto. And uh, 
he is a very strong uh, man of God. And in fact, he used to preach. And he is a man of prayer. And so when he got elected, he uh, and his family and those with him that were elected, they got onto the floor and they began to pray as part of the ceremony of being elected, of coming into power. Hallelujah. And so our brother uh, Moses uh, with Sangamara, he uh, is uh, under the leadership of a man of God. Hallelujah for the country. And so we thank the Lord for that. Amen. Hallelujah. Because we're apart with him on, on the things that God is doing in his life. Uh, there are still some Islamists who are persecuting the Christians. Okay. It's still going on. Even with a, a, a man of God at the helm. Still stuff goes on, doesn't it? Okay, and so we need to be in prayer uh, because there are Islamist countries right around, all over around Kenya, okay? And so uh, we just thank the Lord that uh, Pastor Moses is a light within a country that declares the light, hallelujah. And uh, he mostly ministers uh, to pastors, okay? He has his own congregation, but he loves to pastor pastors, Okay, and, and bring them in and teach them and disciple them. He, he has a heart to disciple the people of God. Hallelujah. And so we need those kind of people. Hallelujah to do that. And so he's reaching out in, in all of the areas near where he lives and, and just touches them with good, solid word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. So remember uh, Pastor Moses and the people in Kenya. Uh, and if you want to give, uh, we've said before how you can give in the different ways that we have available here. And, and that brings me to um, our offering time today. Uh, it says in Second Chronicles chapter 31, verses 4 and 5, and, and the people of God uh, in Jerusalem specifically had, uh, had just been instructed okay, to do some things. Uh, the king had, had seen the need for the uh, priests to spend more time being able to minister the word of God and not have to do all the other stuff. And, and so he instructed the people of Jerusalem to give the portion due the priests and, and, and the Levites. Okay, to give a portion to those priests okay, and the Levites so they could devote themselves to the things of God. Hallelujah. And as soon as that instruction went out, the word of God says the Israelites generously gave the first fruits of their grain, wine, olive oil, honey, all that the fields produced. They brought a great amount, a tithe of everything. Hallelujah. And I am stirring you. Okay, I'm not a king or anything. Pastor Dan's not a king. Okay, but okay, we stir you to give to the house of God. Give a tenth, hallelujah, so that we can focus more and more upon ministering the word of God. And, and so the things that need to be taken care of can be taken care of. Amen? Hallelujah. Just look at your neighbor and say, be a giver. Okay. Be a giver of your time. Be a giver of, of your monies. Be a giver in all respects. You know, earlier the word of the Lord came out through prayer time. Hallelujah. If you're not for me, you are what? Against me. And, you, and, and the same is true in your finances. 
Hallelujah. And so give, not because you have to or you're compelled to, okay, because someone said you got to, okay, but because the Holy Spirit prompts you. Look at someone and say, the Holy Spirit prompts you. Okay. Hallelujah. You give out of a cheerful heart. Amen. And you know how we give here. We give in person, you know, with the envelopes there in the back, or we give uh, texting or we give online. Hallelujah. But give. Okay, give as unto the Lord, give, give of everything that you have, hallelujah, yield your lives, hallelujah, gladly to the Lord, isn't that what it says in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm preaching again, hallelujah, <laughs> okay, this Wednesday, everyone say this Wednesday, we only have a couple Wednesdays left with the, the book called The Covenant, but I want us to, uh, if you've only get to come this one time, come this Wednesday, okay, and, and finish it off with us, and then we'll have a special time the following Wednesday. Snacks at 645, and then the teaching starts at 7 p.m. Pastor Dan's going to be ministering that. And so, and then this next Sunday, everyone say, this next Sunday, okay, is Palm Sunday, Okay, so I want you to make sure you bring your palm branches. You, you don't have to. <laughs> but if you do, I'll know why you did. <laughs> and and uh, uh, then I want everyone to turn. I know for some of us, as we get a little older, some of our bones and things don't want to do it too much. I want everyone to turn and face that direction. And you'll see a fine young lady right there waving her hand. Her name is Katina. And she is standing in a very important place right there next to the library. By the way, you can get a book anytime you want to and just connect with uh, one of us, you know, and, and uh, we'll um, give it to you and, and uh, you have to bring it back in two weeks. Otherwise, we'll do a fine. I'm just kidding with you. But those books are available for you. Okay, hallelujah. Never, never leave this place and say, okay, well, I just don't give us anything. It's available right there. It's available right up here. It's available in so many ways. Okay, so she's right there available because after the service, which I'll be ministering, okay, next Sunday, everyone say Pastor Kelly's going to be ministering. Okay, and he's going to do it in a timely manner, okay, <laughs> which I'm still learning. <laughs> but we will be feasting, hallelujah, as a family of God and enjoying one another's fellowship and, and eating. But we need you to sign up. Look at your neighbor and say, we need you to sign up. Katina is waiting right there, and she's going to put a little string around your, your neck and a little clip, and it's going to have a note, just like teachers do with all their students, you know, take this home to mommy and daddy, okay, and have them sign. I'm just kidding with you again on that part, okay? Some of you are looking at me, man, he's serious. No, I've been just being goofy, okay? But she's right there, and she's got a, a sign-up sheet, okay, for you to sign your name, not John Smith or or someone else's name with your information, not something you made up so that, uh, that uh, you don't have to be talked and you don't have to be contacted. And then something that you can bring, whether it's a side dish, a dessert of some kind. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm looking forward to it. My stomach is already setting aside a particular spot for next Sunday, right after the service. Okay. And so I'm looking for you guys to be here. I'm looking for family members to be here, friends to be here, maybe next door neighbors to be here. Hallelujah. Someday soon it's 200 in my spirit. I already see 200. 
That's why we've got all these chairs out. Okay, it's not so we can all separate and, and have six feet, you know, separating us. <laughs> okay, we're moving past all that, okay? I, uh, I'm sorry, I, I had a, uh, there is a church here in the city that has a reader board still out there that says, mask it or casket. Still says it. Just letting you know, Okay. Hallelujah. Okay. So next Sunday, don't forget, next Sunday is very important. Okay. And we're going to have a magnificent time. God's going to do great things. And then we're going to fill up on our, with our, in our bellies with some more. Okay. Amen. Hallelujah. Stand. Hallelujah. Father, we want to thank you so much for the living word of God that has gone out with power and authority. We thank you that the arm of the Lord is being revealed in this day in our lives, in our hearts, in our church, in this city, in this state, nation, and around the world. We thank you, Father God, that your word is true. It's eternal. It goes on. Hallelujah. And we just thank you and agree with it. And we praise you for the results of it. And as we leave this place today, Father God, we carry the word we carry the truth of it and we move and flow and allow it to come forth from us and bless the world everywhere we go this next week I pray for divine connections divine impartations Lord that our body will be able to release into this uh, city and those uh, who are around us in situations that we come in contact with hallelujah that it will the word will indeed show forth great fruit in us and through us in Jesus mighty name Hallelujah. Amen. If you need prayer, come forward. We'll pray. Be dismissed and be blessed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah.